this little bit of energy goes back into the universe to be recycled. And, and that actually might lead to reincarnation. In fact, a journey on your own is the most loneliest journey you could ever go on. This cat identifies as a dog. In the room with 52 Jokers Wild. Welcome to this episode of our little show, In The Room. We've been exploring a new scientist article on the universe and whether or not it is conscious. So what are your thoughts on what you read? <laughs> conscious? Consciousness. I was, nearly un I was nearly unconscious after the end of the article and realised how... How, how unaccustomed to mathematical techno babble I really am. Now, I, I said, I read the article, I thought it was going to be about something else altogether. And I said, my God, there's some very technical stuff here and very, like, you know, mathematical assumptions on how to quantify the universe. Actually, quantify the consciousness of the universe. We can't quantify the consciousness of a table. Never mind the universe. And this is what the article says. Because so in order to arrive at a mathematical equation that will actually, you know, define or quantify consciousness, we have to treat, uh, make, make certain assumptions. And these assumptions might include that everything has a level of consciousness from the table to the ground to a flower to you. Never mind the actual consciousness of, of an individual. So, well, what I sort of remember now was this one term, uh, PHI, PHI, I think it's called. Phi, yep. It reminded me of PI. And I was going, OK, this is a new term to me, Phi. I think you're going to explain, George, yeah, what well, that's actually, a short name Yeah, well, actually, Phi is, 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 is um, it's a number, which I think is, let's see if I can find the mathematical number for Phi. Phi is basically, it's a, it's a, there's a little symbol that's like a circle with a stroke through it. And it's, it's 1.618, blah, 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 to infinity. There's a whole load of numbers that come off it. Yeah, this is my head, George. It's like, what came into my mind when when I heard, it's a number. I I remember Sesame yeah. Street. And today's number is four. Not today's number is five. five. It's 1.364 to infinity. Well, what, what, becomes, children... what becomes crucial <laughs> about this is that it's a number that's been used throughout the ages. The Greeks use it. The Romans use it. A whole Everybody's been using All the artists, uh, Da Vinci used it. And it's called the golden number. And I oh, I used it. It's not infinity, though. Sorry? It's, it's like, isn't it like there's the alpha, there's the omega, and there's infinity, the symbol for infinity. But phi is this other circle with a, with a, with a, with a, with a line through it. So is it another infinity or it's a, it's a number which is not infinity because that's, that's that other yeah. line down number eight? Or is that something else? Uh, I think it's something else. Now, what, what, what phi and the, as the golden number refers to is if you... Uh, like Fibonacci used these numbers, which was uh, if you take phi as a symbol and you uh, the square of phi equals phi plus one. So if you... Infinity plus one, no. Yeah, infinity <laughs> plus one. Now, what they were doing was if you then... So if phi squared is, is zero plus one, then the result becomes one. If you then add phi as one and, it, and you add one to one, it My becomes head two. Is to yeah, going, but you're you're I, adding. I, I, if one you plus one is two, I'm up. No, to, I'm up no, to no, you no. There. One plus oh, one is I'm two. Sorry. Yes, but two plus one is three. Three plus two is five. 
Five plus three is eight. Eight plus three is but 13. But then, look, we're going to be here till Doomsday. Yeah. And Doomsday is probably quite close. I'm saying to get to infinity plus one for five, it's going to take forever and a day. Wow. No, actually, if you, the then, if you saying, then start to think about it, it's actually the spiral. You create spirals from that. Where you then get the sunflower you're spirals. Back to the you're back to numbers. the Fibonacci numbers. You then have storms, hurricanes. If you look at the top of a hurricane, the actual wave going out, especially if you look at the weather and the big storms that come in, the pattern that comes in, they're using Fibonacci numbers to actually form the spirals. The you universe know, the uses going off to the land of Oz and she was caught up in this like typhoon or this storm and she like you know in terms of and she she ended up in a different level of consciousness yes. when you think yeah. of the film yeah. she was a different level of consciousness now that could in, bring in possibly parallel universes or, or actually where the article sort of started uh, mirror over was you know we have our internal level of consciousness, and when I start looking a little bit deeper, and the mind's eye, and from a Egypt well, let's, let's to take Indi that a little bit further, because one of the things it was saying was that technically, now I, it's just because I have this close to me. Here is a lens. This lens, if you go by what that article was saying, has a conscience. Now the difficulty is is that I know you have a conscience because you're talking to me, and you can communicate to me, and I know that when I'm I'm seeing other people, they do the same thing, but when they die you can't communicate to them in the same kind of way. There's something missing. There's something lacking. There's something different. Well, I'm going to jump back in and go, we're all made of stars, including the table. So if you think about it, I could come back as a table a later date in the sense of my molecules are intermixed with some other you know, immovable well, objects. One, one, one of the videos I was watching, yeah, one of, the, one of the videos I was looking at, which is a kind of new agey thing, was called The Universe Within. And it was actually looking at how um, a um, Wilhelm Reich, a German psychologist who, who ended up in dispute, he actually discovered that there was an energy in us. And they started to look at things and suddenly noticed that when a flower actually died, you were talking about the stars, he could actually record this energy that was leaving the dying plants and it looked like lights like stars, but it was life. He could, he could see what was life. He could record life and it had moved away. What was left was a crumpled dark black object that was dead. It had no conscience. It had no life. What reminds me of is, um, again, it was some sort of YouTube video you, you put me on to there yesterday. You'll probably remember the name as opposed to me, but <laughs> no. it was talking about, actually, no, actually, it was ancient aliens. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm mistaken. It. And it was it was talking about this egg, big egg-type structure. And on this egg-type structure, there was actually a line and, you know, intertwining what looked like serpents. Now, this symbols is reappearing at many parts of the planets at different timelines. And it was saying, this egg is, a, is, is and this symbol together is is actually is actually representing uh dna and and the fact of seeding seeding the planet potentially and 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 it's a it's a it's a symbolic representation of dna and the messages possibly hidden within it and, and this was then again mirrored across the planet from egyptians to to well, one, um, one of the other videos i was looking at had the same kind of thing it was looking at how life is created and what do you need to have life and they were finding that there's little bits of water but they actually discovered was that if they took all the DNA out of the water, there was actually broken down bits of DNA that were split and they gradually merged together and formed DNA again and started to create life. So as long as you've got DNA somewhere in the universe, it can actually connect itself up to form life.
That's what the article was now, claiming. Now, we're back to going, what constitutes life? Is it, there's life and then there's consciousness. And and, and like what we say, we might be more conscious than an animal or an amoeba. But I mean, it, the amoeba is life and we're life. But in, and then we might both emanate energy. But at what volume of energy? Like if, if, if we were to uh, die and then this little bit of energy goes back into the universe to be recycled and then somewhere else or later on. And that actually might lead to reincarnation. Incarnation uh, in the context of that energy is, is is refunneled back into a new soul that at a later time is able to draw on this energy plus DNA to to avail of some sort of past recording. If you think of energy as waves, then ultimately these waves are the recordings of previous life or life to date for that consciousness or elements of consciousness. And maybe you, you think you might actually wake up and, and remember different uh, lives. And effectively what it is, is you're actually a reconstitution of multiple pieces of consciousness uh, forming a new new combination going forward of personality in a body or vessel that then travels its life cycle on the planet. Now, if you think of the that this back to the article about uh, the, is the universe conscious or is it the fact that we're the we're the building blocks of the universe and the universe is a global consciousness of all the little pieces of life within it. Now that's <laughs> become something quite interesting because the. the we're talking about the universe, but we're talking about materialistic things, and we're talking about records, and records are materialistic things again. But in a way, we're talking about something that's spiritual. So if it's spiritual, it's not materialistic, so it can't record things in the way that we've interpreted as being records of things from the past. And this is our problem. This is back to the article. It's problem it's having is if you want to define consciousness, it's infinity plus one. If you want to measure consciousness, it's a computer capability, which is a material thing that has to be able to calculate infinity plus one on a regular basis for an infinite number of bodies. Well, a couple of billion people on the, on the planet. If you want to capture to just the global consciousness of, of planet Earth at a point in time of what might constitute intellectual consciousness, but to, go, to actually then, if you can't measure a planet's consciousness, or even actually in this case, an individual's consciousness, what chance have you to actually define or measure the global or universal consciousness? Well, isn't then the problem that if you're trying to measure, you've got the thing wrong? That the fact that you're trying to measure something that can't be measured, it's in fact, if it's infinity ah, plus you can't one, measure it it's infinity. Because we're on the inside trying to measure the outside. Well, well that's if it, there is an inside or an outside. There may not be anything. I mean, that's the idea about the, the Buddhist and the, the um, Eastern types of religions. They, they actually talk about Hinduism. It's, it's, well, it's more Buddhism. It's about nothingness returning. You know, that's where they're going to is this is kind of idea of nothing. Well, it's either nothing or something. See, it's like zero or one. It's something or it's nothing. You know, actually, infinity plus one is still infinity. And I and actually, if you haven't measured infinity, then any number shorter than it can actually be rounded down to nearly nothing. Yeah. So actually, you do it or you don't. It's a it's it's not that it's a positive or a negative. It either exists or it doesn't. It doesn't half exist. So, that, but maybe we we are we're half lives. You know, well, let's, we're, we're let's in the sense of put something in because we're talking about a universe which is a materialistic thing the planet is a materialistic thing we're a materialistic thing and we eventually come we know from physics that basically all energy is it, it there's this cause and effect so 
if you create something to move, the energy goes into it and it disperses, but you never lose the energy. It may stop, but oh, it transforms into something else. Okay. Based on what you've said, it's a pre. That's our mathematics going. Well, that, we, that's we it. Yeah. But if we go back to the idea, we're talking about materialistic things. You know, you mentioned the idea that if you record this, we talked about recording, but, and you also talked about that you have to do something. In other words, there's an agent. And I think in a lot of these things, we, 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 we start talking about things, which is where the idea of there's a conscious in a book or a conscious in a stone. But we forget about the agent. What is the agent? And that's where most people start because they've gone away from the idea of religion. They've gone away from, you know, they, they, even the agency of government, something governing us that's outside of us, that's trying to force us to do something and govern our behavior, again, is all materialistic kind of endeavors. But there has to be an agent that creates the effect in the first place, that creates the the force. Now, again, again, we're back to the language of this is like a cat trying to define the box that's yeah. in of a Schrodinger's cat. It's it's a cat. It's going, but it, it knows it's in a. Uh, it knows it's in something. It doesn't know what the name of it is a human like uh, word for box. Yeah. But it's in. Oh, is it in the box? Because the human put it in there, or maybe it isn't in there. Is it alive? Is it dead? Does it know it's alive or dead? Is it a reincarnation of my auntie bunny? I don't even know. But either which way, what's a cat? Some human word made up for this this bunch of molecules or atoms put together in a certain well, that's order why that has a when, when it, yeah when you start to study media you start to look at signs and symbols and when we actually talk we see the sign of the word cat we then relate it to a visual image of what we see as a representation of a cat because it has four legs uh, ears eyes and whatnot but it could be a dog and how do we differentiate between those but we're just using it language to I, differentiate between identify. them this cat identifies as a dog. You know, it doesn't, it, it, it's actually taking on humans or uh, from its aunt and its owner that they're tra like transgender, cross-dressing, God knows what. So it doesn't matter. This cat identifies as a dog. It, it, it doesn't know what it is. Its level of measurement and understanding is based on its level of self-consciousness. Or its interpretation of the environment. Yeah. Or yeah. conscious universe. Yeah. Now, you were talking about earlier on about Schroeder's cat is an interesting one the sense of the uh, the observer affects the state the cat is in or isn't in the box or not in the box we're in the unit we're on the planet earth we're the cat in the box of a level of awareness of ourselves as being human and the, the gods of the universe but we don't know that there isn't our own equivalent observing us yes. as whether we're here or not or conscious or not or aware of the observer that we cannot define which is still an agent which is still interesting because in reality, I'm in a box that happens to be 12 foot by 10 foot surrounded by lights. You're in a slightly bigger box, but both of us through the conversation that we're having at some distance are able to picture the, you know, as we're discussing things, we're talking about the universe. Our mind is probably filling up with images of stars and Milky Ways and galaxies as we define what that is. And then when we start to talk about stones and cameras and cats and dogs, we suddenly have a cat and dog in our heads, which brand we don't know. Well, it's very interesting. You know? If E.T. or God or a a, a, a a more benevolent being is observing what's the equivalent of two ants and two boxes on a planet at a point in time, having a conversation about their own consciousness, lack thereof, or... Or is there something else in the universe that's consciously aware of these two equivalent ants having a chat about, you know... And they're having a good old the giggle box. about it and sharing it on their version of YouTube. <laughs> uh, the fact that 
they're just going to stand on us yeah. and it's, it's all over before we even know. And in that blink of the eye, our energy goes back to the the subconscious universe to be reconstituted at a later date in a table on a different planet. Possibly. In a spreadsheet. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, wrong table. <laughs> you know, in the sense of the, the, the article I, you were saying at the beginning, it was it was only a five-page article. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm sure you'll mention the name like after the end of this. I, I found it very, very interesting, and a couple of things popped out. And I was talking about um, this level of... For us to be able, for the, for the, the, the scientists to be able to quantify the consciousness of the universe, they're going to have to come up with a different set of maths because the maths we have isn't is too simple to 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 be able to actually define it. So they arrived at phi and probably a bunch of other bits and pieces with a bunch of assumptions and probabilities, and and they're going to chuck it all together and arrive at some equation that will then define being. On a global, on a macro, on a micro, on a, on a universal astral level, whatever. But what was interesting was they started to talk about the level of computing power based on our uh, capabilities at the moment. It might take a, a billion data centers to actually arrive at the answer of the the pi number for just one individual's Five. level of consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Now, actually, I was thinking uh, like, well, to get to that number, the actual computer will actually be arriving at its own level of consciousness and self-awareness in terms of its capability to be able to actually quantify and calculate this number. So on its journey to calculate my level of consciousness, it becomes self-aware. We're actually on the journey to Skynet. We're on the journey to, to, to artificial intelligence becoming self-aware, and, and it's now Terminator time, to in order just to satisfy a new equation to capture consciousness. Or measure. Well, that, that becomes interesting because if it's AI and it's become conscious, does it become spiritual because it's become conscious? Or does that go back to what the behaviorists have with saying that, that we don't have a spirit, we don't have a mind, and we don't have a, all those other things? Let now, me just give you the title before we go, because the, the feature cover story was called Here, There, Everywhere, with a question mark, by a guy called Michael Brooks. And it was actually in the, in the, uh, the New Scientist on page 40 on the 2nd of May 2020. And it says, it's our best mathematical models of consciousness might imply everything has got it. Here, how serious right, should we up. take this? Right. <laughs> how is all, I hear, all I heard was here, there, everywhere. Everywhere. So I was reminded of a Scarlet Pimper. Now, yeah. I was going, you seek him here, you seek him there. You know, I don't know what the last piece was. He was everywhere. You know, and because it's it's like, that's it. We are everywhere. We are, if we start saying that this is one glow, one universal universal consciousness, then you're saying that we're just one of the sum, of the parts. Therefore, it's, we it's like I said, you cannot, if, if it's bound by a, um, a vessel, or, well, I was saying some sort of universal vessel bounding a universe, then in there, all that then the, says that all your parts are going to, one disappears here, it moves over there, the, 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 the sum of the parts is always the same, therefore this energy doesn't actually dissipate outside the external vessel container, we are all one with the universe, we are the universe, the universe by definition is a sum of the whole, or the whole of the sum of the parts. So therefore, it's not mutually exclusive. Within us, in the Fibonacci numbers, then we're saying on a micro level is uh, we contain the universe. We contain all, everyone. We are here. We are there. We are everywhere. We are every when, come to think of it. Well, that, that becomes interesting because from different religions, uh, 
the idea behind Buddhism is is that you reach uh, nirvana when you become one with the universe. And it's not that you're the only one, it's just that you're one with a collective consciousness of that whole universe. In Christianity, the idea is that the Holy Spirit is that consciousness, and we become one with the consciousness at some point when we when we get to heaven, if you like. Um, no, but we're we always one to begin with, because we are one when we're one. We're not none, we're some. Therefore, we were, you know, we were one with the universe before, during, afterwards, and everywhere, and every when. Therefore, it's only our level of consciousness that yeah. becomes self-aware of that we are one, have been one, will be one, always will be one. Therefore, enjoy the now. Well, you see, one of the things I remember as a seven-year-old, and I, I remember going at Stony Stratford Primary School back in Buckinghamshire, there's a group of us used to stand at the gate talking, philosophizing as seven-year-olds is, are we, what is the world really all about? And we were starting to talk about this idea that if we went round the corner, does everybody just stop? In a bit like the Westworld kind of idea that all the robots were, you know, <laughs> they, they, they didn't actually operate unless you actually saw them. We were going back, that's back to the idea of the particle and the wave. Does light travel as a particle or wave, depending on the way that you look at it? Or does it change after you've stopped looking at it? And how do we know that people exist beyond our own? Now, that... that Actually, you, you reminded me now of, I think it's called, I was trying to remember the name of the Far Side cartoon series. Yeah. And the cows are in the field and, and when the people are driving by in the car, and as soon as the car goes by, the, the cows all stand up and start having a chat. Yes. You know, it's only the observer was like, it, it's, it's this observation. They're animals. When we're not looking, we're the animals and they're acting normal. So like, so is this the far, are we the Far Side? Actually, are we the far side? Now, you mentioned three numbers in the sense of we're either nothing, zero, or we're one, we're whole, or infinity is just a sum of all the ones. It's it's like it's everyone, everything, everywhere, all energy. It's infinity plus one. So actually, because we're going that plus one might be this external observer because we're saying we can never get there we cannot explain the plus one we cannot define the plus one that's beyond our realm of understanding that's what the journey of all our scientists and and experts is is to actually quantify the plus one if i don't exist and actually i think there's a couple of theories out there whereby about the materialistic thing of of items like the table doesn't have is not solid yeah other than the fact that my mind tells me to expect it to be solid, and when I touch it, I feel it. But I'm my my consciousness. This body might not even be solid. These molecules are an extension of my own consciousness. This entire universe is an extension of my own consciousness. They are. If, if it's like the matrix. If I if those ones and zeros. If I so deem the code, get the get the access to the code, I can pass through what looks like material because only my i'm telling myself it's material this if we're in this um world like uh, we only see what's closest to us and everything uh, like down the road is only self-fulfilling in terms of let's say gameology it's like uh, like the, the animation and gaming it's 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 creating itself into existence as we get close enough closer enough to perceive it but it doesn't exist beyond our level of perception and doesn't need to we just need to know it's there when we get there and when we get there it is there and it's materialized and it's to our understanding but like enough of the marvel films and this or, or the dc type films is and and doctor strange if we can get control 
of this capability, we can manipulate the universe around us and create new ones. And that's how, if you think of dreamland, we can create anything in our dreams and have any power we want. Some of the time I'm just doing spreadsheets in there when I can be Superman. It's nonsense. Well, that, is, isn't, that, isn't, that the, isn't that the point? That if you become aware, if you can visualize in your own mind what you want, which is what, what part of the discussion earlier on today was, that if you can visualize what you want, you can make it come into being. You can create that thing to actually happen just by visualizing what you want to 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 be doing, and that's what that leads you to back. where you hope to go. Yes. That sets you off on your journey. But it's this is back to the last last conversation we were well last podcast we had, which was saying, "Who are you? What is what what you are? What what, what this is the me inside? I'm going the inner voice. It's you know everything else is a material representation. The clothes, the vice, the car, the house. Is this an extension of me? Oh, okay, I could be living in a one-bedroom shack in the woods because I just wasn't able to to get in harmony with the universe to to get the external materialistic wrappings to be who I think I am. I, I don't think I'm the prince of Dubai. I got, I'm not going to dress myself up with like uh, like flowing robes and 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 white Arabian horses running in around the garden. It's it's it, that's not an external representation of who I believe I am. But Everyone believes they're somebody or can become something and they may or may not follow that journey to the land of Oz and to follow the yellow brick road of, of the universe and going, what do you want from the wizard? What's behind the curtain? Who's well, on the inside here? What do you actually look like with your branded exterior, with your happiness definition and with you at one with the universe? But the interesting thing is that if you are focusing on what you want constantly you end up becoming so you can actually end up becoming quite self-centered because you'll then start and say well look, i just want to be rich i want to be rich i want to be rich and then you suddenly kind of go but when i actually get there i'm not satisfied so there's something wrong so i want to be richer and richer and richer and then i'm still not satisfied whereas if you then suddenly begin to realize that actually the money which is gradually going to be taken out of our society anyway won't exist some it will exist only as digits you won't be able to physically touch it in, in the not-too-distant future, you suddenly kind of realize, well, actually, what I really want to be is happy. And having all those materialistic things doesn't necessarily make me happy. I need to find out what the true meaning of being here and being given this opportunity to live on this planet actually is. And quite often, it's not what you try to do for yourself. It's what you do for other people. It's how you make their lives better. And if you can share, in fact, a journey on your own is the most loneliest journey you could ever go on. The best journey is the ones where you get to share with other people because you have something to talk about. You have stories to actually reflect, tell. That's it. You're, I've said, I've, we had a conversation earlier again. I was on, you know, I'm already happy at a level of definition of, you know, today, this moment, having this conversation, a conversation we wouldn't otherwise have if, these, if a set of events didn't, you know, align together to create an opportunity to have a, you know, a very strange existential, you know, weird conversation, see where it goes. Am I happy? I am happy in this moment yeah. right now. No, a different measure of happiness. Am I happy with my family? Yes, I am. You know, well, actually, would I change anything in the past to arrive at a different now? I go, no, because the gambles and the permutation of combinations to then arrive here with a different set of circumstances of a bigger car, a bigger house, more money, the gamble is too much to lose the present happiness of the family you have. Would you have a son more, a daughter less? Would they be would they be older, smaller, fatter, thinner? Yeah, you know, would they be 
any healthier. I know the whole point is it's the perfect now, the permutation combinations of the universe and any Fibonacci number out there that led to this set of circumstances for me and my inner me and my recognition and self-awareness of my consciences of whether these things are even figments of my, my imagination. I'm a happy bunny. I'm a pig and shit. I am happy right now. And I'd like to have another now in a couple of moments and be just as happy. Well, let's then. just think about that. You're talking about figments of our imagination. Effectively, what we plan to do in two, three, four years' time, what we think we should have in place, like we planned to go to Canada to see our grandchildren in, in June, and we thought, right, okay, we could visualise us getting there. And now all of a sudden, we've been hit by this pandemic. We can't move. We can't go from one place to another. Now, there are some benefits because we get a chance to reflect. But you suddenly start to realise that if you can stop being in the future, and as you said, stop being in the past. So stop worrying about what you did in the past. Stop worrying about what you're going to do in the future. Just be in the present and enjoy those people that you find yourself coming into company in the now because you don't know what you don't know and you don't want to regret the fact that you could have used the now to to make their lives more fulfilling. Well, now there's an interesting one. Consciousness is actually the material now. Unconsciousness is actually a future material something or a past remembrance. Both are unconscious. Both are immaterial because that materiality doesn't exist now. And the past one has already dissolved into the current reorganization of particles in a, in a state of time or a presence in time. So unconscious versus consciousness is a material now versus an immaterial past or future, which may not actually materialize in that form in the future or wasn't a happy materialization in the past. But we're happy, be material, be present, be in the now, be conscious, be aware of where you are, dream of the unconscious new and materialize it in all the nows till then. That yeah, sense. absolutely. And I think that's the best way to end because you're suddenly telling us to, to be ourselves in the universe that we exist in now. Do what it says on the tin and follow and share.